great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Hello, it's the Razball Patreon Podcast, episode number two, with the fantasy master Lothario, Gray Albright, and Donkey Teeth. Gray, what's happening out there in your quarantined Los Angeles mansion? Oh my god, so last night, okay, so hey, what's going on, Donkey? So last night, I, uh... Uh, Coogs and I are having dinner, uh, and uh, right in the middle, like early on, uh, she starts choking like bad, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like all I could picture was the EMT having to come in the house, and they like deal with nothing but qu- uh, quarantine coronavirus people. So I'm like, "I don't want EMT coming in here." So while she's choking, I start dragging her towards the door. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you got to get out of the house. There's no way you can choke to death in the house and have the EMT come in here. Like, there's absolutely no way I'm letting you choke to death in the house. <laughs> you got to die outside, Googs. <laughs> I'm sorry, but is anyone dying in houses right now? Like, you, you're you out of your mind if you're letting an EMT person come into your house. Like, right now, only, the first thing that came to my mind was, like, if you're choking to death, Go out on the porch and choke to death. There's no way you're choking to death in the house. So that's my uh, quarantine. How's, how's the quarantine going? It, that, I mean, that's just some some quality advice for the for the the Patreon patrons out there. If hey, got... now it's actually with the Patreon patrons, uh, Patreon patrons, patrons. I uh, was thinking, you know, 
I once the season, once baseball starts, which I do think baseball is going to start. I uh, I hundred percent think that, and I, I think we're we're seeing it already with some states opening up. Whether or not you agree with states opening up already, that's that's up to you. I don't know. Uh, all I know is like I think there is going to be baseball. I fully believe there'll be a season, and I was thinking, you know, like once the season starts, I think I can do my uh, I can put my posts up on the Patreon. The night before, like the buy sell can go up like the night before, and I could I could throw up the roundup like before it goes up on the site. So we could have like I, I feel like we might be able to get some little extra bonus uh, a, a little a little, a little bonus bits over here on the Patreon that I uh, I think people might be excited about. Even though I you know I mean it, it is what it is right now. There is no baseball, so I'm talking about in the in the uh, future uh, hopefully. Um, but yeah, now I was, I was thinking that. Yeah, we're gonna get creative with ways to to keep the the. Is it patron? Or is it Patreons? I don't I don't know what what to call our audience over here. But we're gonna reward them for sticking with us and supporting us with uh, some a bunch of different stuff down the line. You know you know how uh, Gray gets creative, guys. He's got all kinds of creative juices flowing over there. Yeah, no, I definitely, and also like even if. Uh, it may not be like fully formed posts that go up over at Patreon, but like if uh, you know when when Wade Davis uh, finally goes down for for the for the hundredth time uh, and he loses the job because Bud Black gets his head out of his ass and he realizes that Oberg or even Diaz should be the closer at that point. I mean, I could just like quickly go on Patreon and be like. Yo, everyone, uh, go pick up Oberg or uh, or Diaz. Even I don't know whoever's gonna be. <laughs> Not that maybe maybe you don't want the Rockies closer, but I'm just saying it's uh, you know it's a hypothetical that I uh, I could see doing that for the uh, the Patreon people because I do appreciate all you guys out there who have signed up. It is it's uh, it was super cool to see uh, you know. The reception and everything, and I, I appreciate. I, I know Donkey appreciates it. We we all appreciate it. So anyway, that's uh, getting the business out of the way up front. Giving them the business. Well, Give them the business. Give it to them. Hey, seriously, if you're gonna choke to death, go outside. <laughs> not have you choke to death in the house. No EMT is coming in here. I mean, couldn't you just drag her her body out the what? door after she chokes what? to death? I would have. And then that, and you know how that would have looked with the neighbors? The neighbors would have been like, uh, I think Gray is dragging his wife by the ankle. You killed her. <laughs> hey, hey, what's he, hey, what's that? A new dance? Let's <laughs> go. Hey, what, hey, what's, hey, what's our neighbor doing dragging his wife by her ankle out to the sidewalk? Oh, <laughs> uh, next order of business here, Gray. Uh, we got, uh, I don't want to say roped into... We got roped! <laughs> the, best ball, the best ball league run by uh, our good friend, commenter, Nux. And there, there's some other, some Patreons, patron, patrons in... <laughs> <laughs> we have this down, we have this on the lock. That's what the kids say. You guys, yo, your Patreon's on lock. Uh, we got roped into a best ball league uh, with uh, Nux, Baby Seals, um, <laughs> Zach, Zach who? <laughs> That's his actual name. Kanaki? Is it? How do you say Great Kanaki? 
<laughs> Zach, great, the great Kanucky. Um, Zach, who I like, I like that someone named themselves Zach, who <laughs> like it's a secret to even them. And you know, it also is a secret why they drafted Trey Mancini. <laughs> That's also a secret. Uh, let's see who else is in this league. We have a Jay Waxman, a Cubbies with a Z, <laughs> uh, RWB 23. <laughs> it's also a great name. Very interesting name you got, you guys. It's it's like someone naming themselves Corona with a K. Uh, Maybe you put in your name there, RWB23. All right, anyway, go ahead. uh. (laughs) So Gray was the, I think we were the last two to to join this league. And uh, Gray did not know the rules. He didn't know. So this is is a uh, 12-team. Actually, I. I don't don't even I know generally the rules, but I think it's twelve teams. I'm pretty sure it's twelve teams. No, 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 no. So the in the comments, yeah. So in the comment, Nux is like, "Yo, why don't you join?" And Baby Seal's like, "I haven't been in a league with you yet." So I'm like, "Ah, no peer pressure. Okay, fine. I'll get in. I'll get in a league, even though I didn't really feel like joining another league right now. But I was like, "Yeah, all right. You know, you guys are good. You guys are good to us. It'll be good to you. I'll get in a league with you. It'll be fun." So again, this so actually, so then I'm like, so what league is this? And they're like, oh, it's best ball, just like the Raz Slam. <laughs> okay, little little point, little point that they forgot that they, they left out of that whole uh, intro to what the league is like. They forgot to mention there's only two outfielders in your roster, and there's one player per position, and what four pitchers? What? I mean, what kind of league is this? I've never even seen that. What, what is this, Donkey? Yeah, I did one of these actually after uh, Derek from NFBC came on our podcast. He told us about these best ball tens that they had taken over. I think it was this year. And I don't know who came up with this format. I did one of them and decided I didn't like it because of exactly <laughs> that. I mean, you're drafting. I, I, don't, I don't remember how many rounds this thing goes. Uh, 32. 32 rounds. And you're, you're only starting... Four pitchers, like you said, two outfielders. It's just I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't I don't know why they wouldn't have expanded the, the <laughs> rosters, but um, yeah, it's it's fun to be in a draft. It's a two hour clock though, and uh, you know we didn't get any questions in the mailbag. We may just cut the segment out if you guys aren't going to send us any questions. This is your chance to ask Gray Albright any question in the world. Uh, you know, s- send in a question. But Baby Seals did have a question that he didn't send in. And it is, he seemed, he seemed um, to want me to ask this question aggressively about uh, why you are unable to fill your queue as you've timed, you've timed out twice now and you didn't okay. have any players in your queue. Okay, 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 okay. So here's the deal. So the first auto pick was because no one told me I was on the clock. Literally zero people, including yourself. I mean, who? I would never, I would never be so disrespectful to not tell someone in my league they were on the clock. All you had to do was message me on Twitter, you bastard. (laughs) Who doesn't tell someone they're on the clock? That's on you. That is not on me. (laughs) I'm not watching when you're on the clock. Give me a break. The second time I did tell you, though, because Baby Ah! Seal, I got Baby Seal telling me that you're on the clock, so I tell you. Okay, 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 okay. So I can't even imagine the absolute brazenness to not tell someone they're on the clock. The gall, the absolute gall. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what the fuck a gall is. But the gall 
And you have it. You have that call. But then, but then on the second auto pick, it went like this. <laughs> so it's Wednesday night, and it's like my favorite night of TV. So I sit down to watch Survivor and the challenge. And I get this DM from Donkey that says, the challenge is good. Ah, spoilers. <laughs> I don't want to know it's good. I want to be able to decide on myself that it's good. You know that there's a time zone difference, right? I haven't seen it yet. So I get this DM and I'm like, uh-oh. So I go into airplane mode on my phone. I'm like, there's no way I'm letting anyone interrupt my survivor and the challenge night. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. The donkey sent me this DM. <laughs> and I'm screaming, Coons, go out on the porch if you're going to choke to death. <laughs> I can't be bothered. So anyway, I put my phone on airplane mode, even though there's no such thing as airplanes anymore. And I'm sitting there and I'm enjoying my TV. And then I wake up and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm like on such a high. It's such a great night of TV. <laughs> I go to sleep. I'm absolute. I'm on cloud nine. I'm sleeping like a baby. And then I wake up the next morning and I look and I take my phone off of airplane mode and I see these DMs from Donkey that I'm on the clock. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I missed my goddamn auto pick again. Ah. So I auto-picked Gary Sanchez and Aaron Judge, two guys I wouldn't want to draft in any league, let alone this one, but there you go. I think the question was, how come there was nobody in your queue? Like, you couldn't just throw some players in there, so if you missed, <laughs> you didn't get stuck with Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez. See, the problem with, okay, so I'll address that specifically. I am on the end pick. I'm in the first, I'm in the pole position on the end at the turn, so I put people in my queue, but they get taken in the next, like, 25 picks or whatever it is before I choose again. Like, those guys are no longer there. I'm not going to put in my queue, like, Justin Turner or something. So I didn't have anyone in my queue anymore. It wasn't that I just didn't have anyone in my queue. All right. I'm buying it. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't spoil the challenge by saying it was good, and it was really good. Can we just talk briefly about how big Anissa has gotten? <laughs> I, you know, I like that she, she uh, I can't remember exactly what she said about how she's been so close. She's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> she's not winning because she's, she's, she's not good at politicking or she has bad luck. She's just not good at the game. She's not good in any way. Like she's, not, she's not socially good. She's not good in the challenges. She's not good, like, as TV. She's not good in, like, literally any way. She's, like, the um, she's the exposition person in a reality show that, like, they go to to, like, describe, like, what's going on. That doesn't bring anything interesting to – they just basically set the stage as to what's going on. That's like, a good point. The um, – and, and, oh, by the way, with reality shows right now, actually, any shows, everything feels like I'm watching a period piece. Like, literally, like, I'm watching stuff, and I'm like, oh, look how nice it is that they're sitting at a table eating. <laughs> like, <laughs> look at them, like, touching hands when they shake. It's so, it's, it's all so quaint. Like, it's like you're watching something from, like, a different era. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> could you imagine if Anissa made a, made a final, though? Uh, she'd have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. 
No, I know. It's ridiculous. There's no way she's running a final. She can't she can't run upstairs. I mean, come on. It's like ridiculous. I don't even know like some of the people from the uh like early days that were around when Anissa was competing uh a little bit better at least. They have at least retired. Like Anissa's still there doing her thing and I'm like, ah, you ain't gonna be able to run a final, sweetie. I'm sorry. Hey, listen, I couldn't run a final. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll be honest, but at least I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean she's not on there every season either. I feel like it's maybe every other now for her. She'll take they're they're probably paying her decently or something to, to get her back on, I imagine. I don't know, man. I've always wondered. I, I know of the uh, MTV the challenge. I actually I went out to uh I went out to dinner with uh, Mike the Miz one time uh, about 10 years ago, uh, right before he was in the uh, WWE. Anyway, uh, from what I know of MTV, they don't pay their people anything. You make money from the, however you're able to uh, market yourself, like, outside of the show. Like, obviously, they're paying people who win. I mean, they're, they are paying the winnings, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's not like a, uh, a whole scam, but they're not paying the people to be on the show much of anything. Like it's really, uh, like it's MTV, MTV doesn't pay anyone anything. They don't pay. That's why like getting out of, uh, getting out of school, like in New York, because their, uh, their headquarters are over there. A lot of people like who get out of NYU and Columbia, like their first jobs at MTV, and they don't get paid anything, and then they go elsewhere. Like it's from what I would, from what I've heard at least. I never worked for MTV. I'm yeah. just saying. Well, that, that was ten years ago too. Like I imagine, like these new people that come in, they're probably not paying them anything. Maybe a, like a minimal appearance fee uh, per episode or something like that, chunk change. But I bet like Bananas is getting a, a decent amount of money at this point, kind of grandfathered in for for appearing. I, I really don't think they're getting paid much to be uh, still <laughs> like they never MTV even like back in the day they would air videos they wouldn't no one's getting paid they wouldn't pay anyone anything ever from what I from what I understand of MTV they're like super cheap yeah. uh but yeah you know maybe maybe bananas is getting something I don't know well uh let's see what we're we gonna talk about next the uh Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Chicago Bulls, I guess it's Michael Jordan documentary, but it's all about the 90s Bulls. ESPN released it early because of the coronavirus, and there, there, I think there's six of them. They released the first two. Pretty well done, didn't you think? I think there's ten. Is there ten? I think so. I, I Don't quote me on that. I think so. They did a good job on it. I mean, I was, uh, I was a Bulls fan. I mean, I, I grew up in in the Chicago area uh, in the 90s. So had to be a Jordan fan. And uh, I, yeah, I was a diehard Bulls fan. So it was it was cool year seeing it in retrospect. What year were you born? 87. Oh, my God. I could be your dad. I'm, I'm fucking Donkey's dad. I'm your father, bro. <laughs> I mean, it might have been. I was only uh, 11. <laughs> When you were born, but still, 11, 11 years old. There's eleven year old fathers out there. I'm just saying. I've seen that shit on Montel Williams. I could be your daddy. Yeah, Greg got after it early. <laughs> Yo, I am your father. Watch how you talk to me. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so there's like things that came up in the in the last dance that I had forgotten about because I guess it was probably the second three peat where I was some of my earliest early, memories are early, like early your bulls. Father, your uh, father wouldn't let you watch it. Yeah, uh, he was a real me. dick. <laughs> <laughs> your dad wouldn't let you watch the three peat because it was getting repetitive. He was like, uh uh-uh, uh, sorry, donkey. <laughs> Uh, mainly I had forgotten Jerry Krause, the general manager. The guy was a huge dick and it came across pretty well that way in the show. Didn't you think? Yeah. Well, yeah, because Michael Jordan is in charge of everything on that show. I mean, it is so slanted. I mean, Jerry Krause is getting, he's getting run. He's getting like the, the bus is running over him, then backing up, running over him. Again, and then like, eh, you know what? We haven't run over him in almost 10 minutes. Let's run over him one more time. <laughs> Yo, someone in, in episode three, Michael Jordan is going to dig up Krause's grave and then run a bus over his skull. <laughs> He's gonna, Jerry Krause is going to get dug up for one of these episodes, and they're just going to, and Scotty Pippen is going to talk shit to his corpse. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's still alive. <laughs> no, he's absolutely dead. That's why he's not on the show. Oh, really? He's, he, di- he died in 2017. Yeah. it's. Well, I mean, and they don't even have anyone. Like, I, I, I hear you with, uh, you know, you're a Bulls fan. So I, I don't want to ruin your childhood like I did already when I, you were actually a child and I was raising <laughs> you. But Jerry Krause is getting such a raw deal, man. He is, like, he is literally just being, like, they're – they're making like he was the worst thing that, that happened with the Bulls. <laughs> Everything else was fine if it wasn't for Jerry. And um, and Reinsdorf, too. Like, I was watching uh, afterwards. I For some reason, I, I or I just randomly ran across a uh, <laughs> ran across a Jerry Krause's grave. No, I randomly ran across a video of Jordan's uh, Hall of Fame speech, and he was like, yeah, I don't know. Jerry, Jerry's here. I, I didn't invite him. I wouldn't have. <laughs> it's like he play, like they hate him, which is you know I'm I'm sure they have reasons. Like don't like don't get me wrong, but they don't have anyone like they don't have anyone standing up for Jerry Krause like whatsoever. Like he obviously he had the job for I want to say it was like eighty seven to two thousand and three. So he had the job for like fifteen sixteen years. There's no way that he didn't do anything good. Like, there's absolutely like, – and if you watch just the documentary, you'd be like, wow, how did Jerry Krause even have this job? And it wasn't like just by sucking off Reinsdorf. Like, there had to be an actual reason why he did what he did. And not to mention, like, he had – you know, I'm obviously not a huge basketball fan, but from watching the documentary, just like the mo- – like, alone the fact that he traded – those supersonics for um, Pippen, like that alone should get props. Like Krauss did that. I mean, unless they want to say that that just happened to happen, which is how they made the documentary seem like there is no, like there is no foresight at all to trade for Pippen uh, at the draft. Like it made it seem like it was just randomly. And also I get it. Like people don't want to, uh, they don't want to make like, you know, they don't want to be on the owner's side on things for anything. I get that. I mean, I don't I don't really want to stand up for owners or GMs either. It's not really it's not my way. But P- 
Pippen was signed to such a great contract for the team, not for him. I mean, it sucks for him. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he didn't get like totally screwed by the contract, but he signed it. And Reinsdorf and Kraus knew to sign him for a long-term deal. Like, that's smart. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry that Pippen got screwed. I mean, I understand. I'd be pissed off, too, if I was Pippen. But he did get really – like, he they did get a really team-favorable deal, right? Yeah, and as a – Looking back on it, I, I mean, I remember the Jerry Krause stuff pretty clearly now, and I totally had forgotten about it, but everybody hated Jerry Krause in Chicago when, when it all started happening because he was talking about dismantling a dynasty, you know? And, yeah, and No, totally, but you have to see, like, if you're in Chicago and you have to choose between Krause and Jordan, who are you choosing? Exactly, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, it's like it's a no-brainer to choose Jordan, even though it says literally – everything you need to know about Michael Jordan. If you came from like planet Neptune and you were like, tell me about Michael Jordan. All you have to know is he goes by Michael and not Mike. <laughs> I mean, he's like, he's so, he's an, he's an arrogant bastard, Michael Jordan. I'm sorry. He's like, he's literally like, he is all about Michael Jordan, which is fine. I mean, uh, I'm all about Gray Albright. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not begrudging him. And he was like the greatest I've ever seen, at least. I mean, he was amazing, but he is so like, I mean, it's all my, it's a Michael Jordan show, which I understand. You know, he was the head, he was the uh, head of the snake, but man, I mean, Jerry Krause, all of them are getting fucking run over. <laughs> Pippen even Pippen's, the, it's like Pippen was one of the best top fifty players of all time for the NBA when they did that like all century team or whatever. I, I mean, I remember that faintly but still i remember like pippen was good and it would seem like like as of at least after two episodes of the documentary it'd be like oh yeah and there was scotty pippen by the way like eh, okay i think he did a lot though didn't he yeah he did. well you know actually i was kind of happy to see jordan gave pippen quite a bit of props in i don't remember if it was the first or the second episode but he he pretty much said that he couldn't have done it without scotty and um you know when they go through that that period where uh, I think it was ninety seven where Pippen waited to have the surgery because of the shit with Kraus and because they weren't willing to renegotiate his contract. The Bulls struggled out of the gates when they didn't have Pippen. So I thought that they they painted a pretty pretty uh, positive picture for Scotty. Definitely, it's not not fair to Kraus, and obviously he did well. I mean, he was a big part of assembling that team and all the pieces around Jordan. Um, but I think, you know, what's the, always lost to me. And I don't even, I don't even know the answer to this. Maybe, you know, what's always lost to me though, is if, and maybe they'll actually cover this later on, uh, in the documentary, because <laughs> I mean, they are stretching this shit out. Uh, but anyway, what's always lost to me is, and maybe, you know, like if in 98, or I guess it would be, uh, yeah, like 98, 99, I guess, the, whatever the next season is. Would they have won again if they brought all the guys back? I feel like they wouldn't have. Like, right? I don't know. I mean, am I wrong? Mm, nah, I mean, you're probably right. Who knows? I mean, they were. The, the weird thing is, and I, I don't remember, I, I'm sure I knew at the time because I was a diehard, but there's only so much capacity in the mind to, to, to hold things and... I don't even remember what I ate for for breakfast this morning, but um, oatmeal. 
I think it's cereal. Um, I don't get why why it was they were so adamant that they weren't going to bring Phil Jackson back for another year. You know, uh, Phil. I mean, I I don't know either. Uh, if I could, you know, suppose there was legitimate reasons other than his. You know, they didn't want to pay him. I mean, I'm sure there was like all kinds of shit. Like, I I mean, Phil Jackson to me seems kind of like Mr. Get out, like because I, I was in LA obviously when he was out here, but it, it, he seems to me like Mister Get out of the way and let the players do their thing, right? I mean, mm, I, yeah, I think to a certain extent. I mean, I think like any good coach, he was a uh, really good at um, communicating and getting the best out of people and getting people to to get along and work together. You know, I think that that was his specialty. They, they called him the Zen Master, so it was just kind of managing egos, which. It, at, this day yeah. and age, that's that's what a coach is, right? Right. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, Phil came on when – I. it's like it's so hard because I know how Phil came on in, in L.A. It's hard for me to know how Phil came on in Chicago because I'm not as familiar with, you know, their first year. But he seems – like he was there as the assistant, right? And then he, he moved into the uh, the head coach job. So he seems to me like a guy who is just he he does well when he has the players. But has he succeeded with more with like has he done better? Like, has he made the team better than like his worst? You know, when his team isn't maybe necessarily that good. Like, is he a guy who plays the team up? Right. Yeah, I I think I agree with you. I mean, but. There's not a whole lot of guys that that do. I mean, if you give a, give any coach a, a pile of crap talent, uh, they're not going to do a whole lot with it either, right? Right. No. Yeah. No. Totally. I. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I. I you know, it's hard for me to say because I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of. I don't know basketball that well. Yeah. <laughs> totally anyway, up. it's a good I, show. I, I like. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like the documentary. I. I definitely. I watched it. I. I mean, it did feel at times like, like it was not. You know, on a strictly film level, it, it, the OJ documentary is 500 times better. I thought the uh, Michael Jordan documentary is very, you know, is slanted towards Jordan. And it didn't really like the, the OJ documentary, even though you knew the ins and outs of the OJ story, you were still able to take away, you know, something from the OJ documentary because it felt like it was a time and a place versus just going over the uh, ins and outs of something. Whereas this feels more like a TikTok of the moments of the Bulls last season versus a bigger, like it doesn't feel like it's pulled out and telling you a story of like a larger, a larger story. Like there's no like, you know, Oh, this is like uh, you know, a, a story about like how one guy, can you know overcome all obstacles or like there's no there's no bigger story being told it's just a story about you know the bulls last season of championship that's I mean, that's it yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do with the rest of the episodes i, I you're right i think jordan had a, a huge hand in all all of the the decisions yeah. on what's going to appear because yeah uh, he had all the footage he was he was the the final say on everything yeah yeah Makes sense, because um, I would have liked to see uh, an unbiased um, 
reporting of the whole baseball stuff because there was a lot of speculation that the whole reason that he left for those two years was because he was gambling on basketball and basically he had to. I would, I mean, a documentary just about the fact, just on Jordan's gambling is, to me, could be more interesting because it's showing a side of him that most people don't know or at least aren't as familiar with. Whereas, you know, like this feels like a collection of Sports Center highlights. Like there was one point when they did, uh, you know, they, they were showing the uh, montage of him scoring 69 points against the Celtics in like, uh, I think it was like 85 or 86. And they uh, and they just put a song over it, and it was a montage. And I was like, mm, "What is a Sports Center? <laughs> <laughs> Are we watching a documentary? Are they just showing clips with a uh, a song over it? Uh, it was fine. I mean, it, it was I totally like I said, I watched it. I was totally, you know, I was into it. I uh, I didn't hate it, but I also felt like it was very like okay, this is uh, this is Bulls and Michael Jordan's documentary. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, pre-corona story here. And actually, I had this story, similar story, lined up for our pre-corona story segment last week. But it ties in here with the Bulls because I I worked, uh, must have been freshman year college. I started a summer job up on the, the North Shore, rich area north of Chicago in the suburbs where all the Bulls players lived up there. And it was a party delivery job. So we would um, rent out like chairs and tables and all that kind of stuff for party. We had all kinds of stuff, um, you know, coolers and grills and snow cone machines, uh, margarita machines. We had those blow up uh, bounce house and a big blow up slide and actually an obstacle course. Uh, actually, so the story that I was going to tell last week, we delivered our huge blow up obstacle course to Brian Erlacher's house, Bears linebacker. And uh, this was like right after he had retired and we went and blew up the obstacle course and him and his brother ran through the obstacle course together. And I don't know if you saw that there was a recent news story. His brother, I think got, I don't know if he got arrested or indicted on some sort of uh, gambling ring charges. He was running a gambling ring. I don't know if he was like a bookie or something like that. Uh, Anyway, him and his brother ran through the obstacle course he signed a picture for us. We had a beer with him. Really cool guy. Uh, so that that's something that would never happen again uh, post Corona. Brian Urlacher would never hang out with some some dirt, dirty people like us. <laughs> There's no hanging out with people. Forget hanging out with Urlacher. There's literally in after Corona, you can't hang out with people anymore. There's no hanging out. I don't even know. Like when we were trying to figure out. What we were going to talk about on this show, you were saying that, you know, you watched the movie The Gentleman uh, together with you were together with some friends this past weekend. I don't know how you people under the age of 40 are doing, but I'm not seeing friends. I'm not. Actually, I don't have friends, but if I had friends, I wouldn't be hanging out with them right now. You guys are like you millennials are out of your mind, man. And you're spreading the fucking Corona. I'm not sure if I fall into millennia. I think I might might be right on the fringe. I'm not sure. I'm not too concerned about it. I'm not one of those people that 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 that's uh, offended by being called a millennial. But I I don't think I am. I think there's a generation in between. But anyway, I didn't watch uh, the gentleman. It was just me and uh, me and the the lady watching that. I have watched. 
I'll watch Top Chef. We've got the, I told you about the Top Chef pool we've got. So we'll do like a Zoom yeah, call. Yeah, you guys are like having listening parties to see like who you can, who over the age of 60 you can kill. That's what your, your listening party is basically like, let's together, we'll get together, we'll cough on each other, and then we're going to go out and kill old people with our drones. Yeah, that's exactly. And, and we've got our <laughs> eye on you, actually. You're the next target. <laughs> I knew it. You're fucking. I actually, I'm doing a. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna become a Wikipedia editor and put you on for serial killers. I am adding you <laughs> under the Wikipedia serial killer. <laughs> you are coughing on people with your fucking corona, you oh, motherfucker. So yeah, I haven't I'm really, I haven't really I gotten together with anybody. By your, I would drag you by your ankles if you were choking. <laughs> right out of the house. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get to finish my pre-corona story here because why I brought it up with the Bulls thing is we delivered to Scotty Pippen's house one time, and uh, I think we were just delivering some chairs and tables. Speaking of Scotty Pippen, when are they going to mention that he is actually Osama bin Laden with a beard? <laughs> are they just going to skip over that fact? You mean like, without let's the go- beard, yeah. He looks, yeah, he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's Osama without the beard. Dude, get a different face, Scotty. You look like Osama. I'm sorry. I don't know if Osama was that tall. <laughs> you know what? I was watching something. Uh, I was watching on uh, Showtime. Uh, I was watching a documentary about the Afghan war. Uh, or maybe it's an Afghan conflict. Anyway, and uh, Osama was on there. And I was like, oh, he is... He actually looks like he has really sweet eyes. <laughs> and that was the, uh, and uh, you and the Patreons are the only people who have ever heard me say that because otherwise, like, you take that clip and you could just, like, blackmail me for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you put it out of context, and that is blackmail forever. <laughs> like, it's like, hey, Gray, uh, what's going on in your bank account? Otherwise, I'm going to start playing people your sympathetic takes on Osama. <laughs> well, I mean, are we sure that Osama bin Laden was that bad of a guy? <laughs> uh, anyway, the the rest of my story was I I always uh, we delivered these tables and chairs to Scotty's house. His wife was super nice, a uh, very good looking woman, and she told us where to set him up and whatnot. Scotty came out. He said, hey. Didn't tip us, you know, and, you know, we weren't looking for a hundred bucks or anything like, you know, throw us 10 bucks, 20 bucks, something like that. But now in retrospect, it makes sense. Like he got kind of shafted and he took care of his whole family. So maybe I've held this against him all this time that he couldn't, you know, throw us a bone when we were over there delivering the tables. But, uh, I guess he kind of got the short end of the stick. Has anyone besides, has anyone, uh, seemed more like they were from Arkansas than Scotty Pippen. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> when I saw that show, the documentary, I was like, well, I'm not saying I'm stereotyping people, but he's totally from Arkansas. <laughs> that, is, that is 100% correct. I agree with that in the documentary. Next thing we're going to talk about here, the scheme. And uh, when you brought this show up to me, it's an HBO, uh, I guess it's a movie, it's a documentary uh, on HBO I thought that you had told me it was about minor league baseball. Now I'm only about a half hour in. It's about two hours long. They have. It seems like it's about college basketball. No, it is. Yeah. No. It's the. Uh, it's called the scheme. It's on HBO. 
it's a about i think it's like a 90 minute doc it might be two hours but it's not a very long doc it's not like one of these multi-part ones it's a uh documentary movie about uh a guy who pays amateur basketball uh he pays college basketball players uh money to uh go to certain schools um and i'm not giving anything away that's literally within the first five minutes of the uh documentary so um yeah it's really good actually i i was gonna you can uh you go watch it and um i feel like you probably aren't going to get much more than what i've already said out of it uh, other than like the ins and outs of it but it's really it's kind of fascinating how like um the world of college basketball and everyone inside that world knows that college basketball players are paid like there's no one under the there's no one uh, like outside of this like <laughs> outside of this system uh who who knows like like basketball coaches trainers uh assistant coaches players themselves they all are completely in on it and they all know everyone's being paid all the players i mean all the players are being paid and outside the system outside of those people everyone pretends like no one's getting paid like i i know there's people who are like oh of course you know they're getting paid but i don't think even the people who are saying of course they're getting paid really realize how blatant people are getting paid like they are literally just paying people to go to schools like they're like like the players go in and they're like i want a hundred grand and i'll come to your school and the team and the team's like sure <laughs> no problem like it's literally that blatant and and they uh you know and then it's a story about how the FBI investigates this one guy who is facilitating the payments. Anyway, it's a good movie, but yeah, it's it's remarkable to me how how obvious it is to everyone that college basketball players are being paid, whereas it's, you know, a quote-unquote illegal, but it's totally going on, like, everywhere. And I, I, I mean, my, my personal opinion on it is they should be paid. <laughs> and honestly, I don't care. You know who uh, who gets paid on anything? I mean, I, I'm not going to begrudge anyone getting paid for anything. Good for them that they're getting paid, but it's just wild to me how obvious it is that like coaches, uh, like every coach is literally like, yeah, how much money do you want to come here? <laughs> like that's like it's that obvious. Yeah, I think they should be paid as well. Uh, there just needs, I mean, they're already getting paid. There just needs to be some sort of organization and system i mean i get the argument that you don't want it to turn into just another nba because that's you know college basketball is so yeah, much more entertaining you know, one one thing that uh they they brought up in the sh in the uh, movie that was really i thought was a great point like if you were to take a um you know a, a white kid from like a uh high-end private school and you were to send them to, uh, uh, say, Silicon Valley and have them work for Google for three years and say, no, we're not going to pay you. <laughs> like, people would be outraged. Like, people would be like, what do you mean you're not paying them? But just because they go and they play basketball, then they're like, yeah, no, we, we don't have to pay you because you're playing basketball. Like, it's it, it, like, it, it really kind of like, like if you take a player, uh, if you take one of these kids who plays basketball and you were to put them in a different situation and have them be like, 
oh yeah, we're going to have you work for free for three years. And if you get injured, oh well. And you know, it's kind of like, huh? Like, how is that even like, how did they manage to make this like ruse like so ingrained in people's mind that you shouldn't pay amateur players like it doesn't really make any sense well i mean i guess in the your, your google scenario like an internship I, I know it's not three years but uh you know there's unpaid internships for experience and stuff like that and, and i think uh, they're not unpaid interns are not they're not the actual focal point for the entire uh, company, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, that's true. interns, like if they were integral members of a company to the point where seventy-five thousand people would come to every game, and then, well, not during Corona, but anyway, if they were like TV was airing these things, and and the company was making you know seven hundred million dollars a season, which some of these college universities are off of their on the back of their basketball programs, like it's like. You say to someone like, yeah, but you got to work for free. And if someone wants to give you money, then you're getting disqualified. Like, huh? I, you know, watching the NFL draft, these guys, uh, you see some of the houses that these players are in. Uh, it seems like they're getting paid too. Right. Oh, and I, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think they're all, I think all of the good players, like amateur players are being paid. Which is good. I mean, I'm for. I think that's a good thing. But I think the most fascinating thing is that everyone pretends like they're not being paid, <laughs> but everyone in the system knows. Like it's crazy. Like when you watch that documentary, and you'll, uh, I'm sure you'll go back and watch it or whatever. Or people listening haven't watched it yet. You should go and watch it. But like you see the people talking. Like it's blatant. Like the coaches are like literally. How much does he want to come and play here? Like it's not like. It's not like under the table, you know, um, you know, put a number on a piece of paper and walk away and let's pretend like we never had this conversation. Like they they have them on tape talking about it point blank. Like, what do you want? I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Rick Pitino, the Louisville coach, got uh, let go because of some scandal with hookers. They were like getting all the recruits hookers and, and stuff like that, yeah, too. Yeah, he gets in the doc he's in the documentary later he? on. Yeah, they talk about all that too, and uh, you know, and and also about like you know that yeah that they go out and they literally get them escorts or prostitutes. Like it is like well known that whatever the player wants, which is I, again I have no problem with that. It's totally cool with me. I'm just saying that they are literally going and like you want a Mercedes, you want uh, you want escort. What do you want, man? <laughs> we can get you whatever you want. And also, like, uh, it's also fascinating too that like the um, the the guy who is the uh, the quote unquote lead of the documentary, who the documentary is about, the guy who gets busted, and he's he's busted again within the first three minutes of the documentary. Like, it's, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm, <laughs> as I said earlier, I'm very against spoilers. So, but the guy who is the uh, the with, who the documentary is about, who got busted, he goes and and he says like point blank like if i'm not paying the player someone else will pay them and they will then go with that person as their manager like I, like he he basically has to invest in these players like at a high school like he goes out to high schools and he's like i'll get you a car 
but you have to like show me some sort of intent with signing with me. You know, like it like it starts really young. Yeah, the, and the the main guy that you're talking about, the protagonist or whatever you want to call him here in this documentary, he's he's a uh very intelligent and and believable everything that he says is uh pretty articulate he doesn't seem like a a real sleazebag you know what i mean Mm -hmm. no not at all no he's like he is like mr uh like give him a you know give him a dollar and he'll turn into a hundred and figure out a way to turn that hundred into a thousand like he is a, a straight he's a really like he's an entrepreneur he's just like he figures he figures shit out in a way that's like impressive. Uh, and he was like early, like I think he was in high school himself figuring out how to make like how to get himself in like the uh, basketball player management game, which is, you know, it's a very closed circle. Like all these sports agencies, it's like you got to, you know, you got to be able to talk to the teams directly. So for a 19 year old, to go out and be able to get players like in front of like real coaches. It's really impressive. Like the, like the guy in the documentary is super impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and he's super like, and he's really, uh, and he, and he feels very authentic in that he is telling us really the truth. So it's not like, you know, it's, it's actually, it's just a great documentary. Everyone should go see it. I, I really liked it. Yeah. And produced really well. And I, that's the key to any documentary is, is the production quality. HBO does a great job. Netflix does well too. Are we going to do the uh, the surprise phone call here? We're already at like over 45 minutes. Are we 45 minutes in? All right. Let me, uh, let me see. Let me try this phone call and see if it, uh, if it works. I got to be honest. I don't know if he's going to pick up. Okay. So here's the uh, quick backstory. We're calling my grandfather, who is 93 years old, and he doesn't always hear the phone. But we're going to try and get Joe, 93-year-old Joe, on the phone call. Let's see if he goes. He doesn't hear the phone at all. He never does. It's crazy. Come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. Uh, again, with... <laughs> that's all I ever get. I, I get a message, and then he'll call me back three days later. Uh, so we'll try it. Uh, we'll try again next week. But one of these weeks, maybe we'll be able to reach Joe. That'll be uh, goddamn comical. I don't want to give away everything, but I talked to him earlier this week, and he's got now. He he refuses to wear a mask because he says it will mess up his hair. So instead. <laughs> He takes cotton balls and he puts them up his nose. <laughs> uh, to the supermarket with cotton balls up his nose. He's like, ah, nothing's getting through these cotton balls. I'm good. <laughs> Crazy. Um, okay, so uh, wait. So where where are we going next? What's our? <laughs> what's our How about the repulsive the- baby? You're gonna tell me? I, I you told oh, me about oh Big Baby. Oh and- my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Repulsive big baby! Oh my god! I can't believe you haven't seen this. So on the uh, on the the Twitter machine uh, this week, there was a uh, a video someone posted, and it said something like, "Is everyone as repulsed as I am?" And it was a video of a baby, <laughs> and the baby was ginormous. It was the like the, it was such a it was a large 
it was kind of repulsive, to be honest. <laughs> it's a large, repulsive baby. <laughs> I mean, I looked it up when you mentioned it because I, I hadn't seen it, and it, it was very strange. I, it didn't look real. Is it confirmed? <laughs> it looks. It, it does look kind of CGI. <laughs> I was thinking, you know what my my thought was, you know, like, I mean, I love dogs. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a, I like dogs better than people, but I, uh, I always say like to Coos, I was like, we can never get a big dog because I can't imagine walking a big dog and having to pick up a big dog shit. <laughs> it's just like, it's just so repulsive. So all I could think about with this giant baby is like, is how big is this giant baby's giant baby shit you know like it's got to be awful oh god why who gave birth to this giant baby i've gotta know i i don't know the baby it it looks it looks like it's been around for a while like this isn't just like a, a newborn <laughs> it's been around for a while. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a gut <laughs> it's just come out like that right so i don't know like i don't really know the backstory on the on the giant baby but i feel like the giant baby is sort of a symbol for the year 2020 (laughs) giant fucking baby that is repulsive all right he's three years old i'm looking i'm looking at the back he's actually three years old it's so big i mean it's such a big giant repulsive baby it's three years old is not a baby (laughs) <laughs> it's sitting it's like it's like galloping on someone's butt or something and it's like this giant repulsive baby doing like like it's like a cowboy baby like what is it doing like why is it, and how big is the giant repulsive baby's dog dog shit does diapers who's changing the diapers on the giant repulsive big baby I don't know. I mean, I feel bad, but it is really giant. It's big. I mean, the big. it's a big baby that's just kind of, like, bad. It's just a bad big baby. <laughs> I don't know, man. Three years old. I don't think that's a baby anymore. You know what it is? It's the uh, three years old. Actually, oh, my God. The, uh, the time works out for this, too. Maybe the incarnation of Jerry Krause. <laughs> Yeah, he looks kind of like him. I mean, a little pudgy. <laughs> Repulsive big baby is Jerry Krause and reincarnated. Uh, all right, and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not super impressed by the big baby. I, I, I don't know. It seems you're more entertained with the big baby. Let's talk about oh, the, wow. the, the Titans, the the picture from the Titans uh, war room at the NFL draft last night. Oh my God! This is like uh, a, 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 around the internet with Gray and Donkey. So I wasn't—I didn't watch the NFL draft last night. I—I uh, I was watching Waco on Netflix, which is terrible, by the way. It's really not good. But anyway, I—I uh, I woke up this morning to see that uh, <laughs> you got—you took a, a screenshot or something of uh, of the Titans' war room. Why don't you explain it? Because you took the picture. Yeah, so uh, we'll post it in the in the uh, the Patreon. But uh, Mike Vrabel, the Titans coach, we got a repulsive repulsive big baby. We have to post that too, just okay. so people know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, because they can't, they can't Google this stuff. But um, So Mike Vrabel, the coach of the Tennessee Titans, is sitting there at the table. They got the camera going there. And behind him, for some reason, he's got like two henchmen. And I think these are his sons, is my guess, and they just wanted to be on TV. One of them's wearing this like spandex suit. It just keeps getting weirder and weirder. One on the left is wearing a spandex suit. Uh, it's like he's got a head covering and, and everything. Then the one on the right has got this like dirty stash and a mullet. And he's just got kind of got like a shit eating, shit eating grin on his face, and that you know that was it. It was weird. Uh, then come to find out later, if you look closer at the picture in the back right in the background, there's a guy taking a shit. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I I asked you earlier if he was for sure taking the shit. You said he was. I couldn't. T- I mean, looks like he is, but I don't get it because it is is that like a mirror? <laughs> Maybe it's the big baby. <laughs> it's the big baby. It's big baby on the toilet in the back. <laughs> Is it a mirror that we're looking oh, at in this picture? Wait, so, so, it is so hard to tell. No, I, I, I mean, I have studied. I've like, I have come away just so I get more confused with that picture the more I look at it. To be honest, it's kind of like. The the sphinx of um, pictures that I have seen in my life it is it is perplexing <laughs> to say the least I uh, I I want to know okay so there's certain things I want to know about that picture of course I want to know why is there a guy in a spandex suit <laughs> wait wait first of all who's the coach's name what's his name Mike Vrabel. Okay, Vrabel. Okay, yep. and he is the coach of the Titans. Yeah, am, am I right on that? Okay, mm-hmm. so Mike Vrabel, um, the head coach for the Titans, has gone to the uh, NFL draft. It, it appears to me like he's gone to the NFL draft, like as <laughs> if we, it was one of us drafting a, a best ball <laughs> NFC team. <laughs> he has shown up with this phone. He has no computer. I mean, he's got nothing. He literally looks like he has nothing at all to reference. He has his phone, and he's got a guy in a spandex suit and another guy who looks like he was once married to Joe Exotic. Like, it's just like, wait, why are these, why is all these people in this one picture? And then in the far back left corner, it looks like there's someone sitting on the toilet taking a shit, but it could be the reflection, and it might also be an illusion like the uh the the ghost in three men and a baby in the window <laughs> it, may, it may be like uh, snoops may have to look at this photo and be like what exactly is going on here? <laughs> we might we might have stumbled on an urban legend uh, possibly like there might actually be a it might be like the blair witch of photos it could not it, it, that photo may not even exist like you may try and upload it to Patreon, and it may say there is no photo donkey. <laughs> you, 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 you might have gone into some vortex of the internet where you have seen a photo that doesn't really exist, and you've shown it to me because somehow we're on the same wavelength. But other people may be like, I don't see a photo here, guys. There's no photo. Fo- like you've uploaded a a, a blank JPEG. <laughs> this is like some Inception <laughs> shit where we're in this one of our dreams. Right. <laughs> it's like the ring 
where like the sixth person who looks at this photo is gonna be blinded. <laughs> They're gonna be like, holy shit. I could see literally yesterday, and then I looked at Donkey's photo, and now I cannot see. I don't know why this is, but I can't anymore. <laughs> it's a good photo, you know. So they're going through, <laughs> they're going through the draft, and they're showing like everybody's different setups. And this was obviously Vrabel's. I was hoping that they'd go to like one of the the coaches or GM setups, and it would like be one of our fantasy football drafts where the guy's just like surrounded in beer cans and isn't like smoking some weed <laughs> nothing there just got beer cans around him and in the pinnacle of what i know you know i don't know football at all really but the pinnacle of of what i know for football coaches is bill belichick so if you look at his setup and you're like like he doesn't have like there's no like it's like how much money did they put into that like you would think that they were a some like bill belichick should have guys in like hazmat suits like with present with presentations for like who to draft but he's just sitting with a computer <laughs> like literally like that's a, that's the entire setup for his draft which is i feel like i could have drafted in the for one of these teams up for like my fantasy drafts is a little bit more, a little bit more well thought out than some of these teams well belichick ended up trading their first round pick and i saw some speculation that he just traded it because he didn't want the camera going to his house <laughs> he traded it because his computer crashed that's what I mean. That's what the NFL draft has come down to. It's basically like if you get one of those like pinwheels <laughs> on your screen, you're like, we have to trade because I got the pinwheel and my computer is crashing. <laughs> it's like, oh well, that's it. The season screwed. We got the pinwheel. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was. Uh... <laughs> They didn't have any technical difficulties. I was surprised. I thought that they were going to have all kinds of issues, but they pulled it off. I'll be I'll be interested in seeing. I'll be interested in hearing from people uh, from our patreons that they were able to actually see that photo because I don't I don't believe that photo exists. Still. <laughs> we'll find out. Gray, we're already we're already over an hour here. You want to talk about anything else to to wrap this up? What do you think? Uh no. <laughs> Uh, let's save let's save some of this genius shit for next week. Should we tell um tell the audience a couple things to to watch that we can discuss next week on the show? Um, we want yeah, to talk about uh, I, how to fix a drug scandal, right? I started watching that. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, watch that. If that's you Netflix. if you if you've actually listened to this, you've gotten this far into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't shut it off by now. Yes, listen to uh, How to Fix a Drug Scandal on Netflix. It's excellent. It's a documentary. It's like six parts. It'll be good. We'll be we'll be super woke next week talking about that. Did you watch a uh, Shot Caller that I recommended? No, I'll watch it for next week. We'll okay. we'll talk about Shot Caller as well. Yeah, it's it's a good one. It's, it's actually not, starring uh, Jamie not, Lannister. Not Donkey is feeling like he's not getting a lot of options in the uh, in the pod. He's 
he's he's starting to worry that he's not getting any of his stuff in. He's like, ah, you get to choose everything we watch. So shot caller next week. We'll uh, we'll watch. Well, I couldn't find it. you. You told me to watch Richard Jewell, and you said it was meh. <laughs> I want to spend my time no, watching I meh. To watch Richard. Okay, I said to watch Richard Jewell because it was it was. Uh, Slightly associated with sports because it was at the Olympics, and everyone knows the story, so I wouldn't have to worry about spoilers. I feel like people would be able to listen, even if they haven't seen the movie. They'd be like, "Okay, I know who Richard Jewell is, so I can at least like follow the conversation." So that's why I thought we could watch that. I saw it; it was kind of meh. (laughs) Also, I tried to find it, and you got to rent it. Did you pay to rent and watch that movie? Uh, we got a we get screeners uh, from the academy, so I get I get movies I get these DVDs sent to me to watch. Uh, so I saw Richard Jewell on a DVD. Well, maybe I, you can get uh, the gentleman because the gentleman was. It's, yeah, it's an interesting one to talk about. Yeah, we'll probably will get the gentleman at some point. We just haven't gotten it yet. They usually wait until, you know, everyone's seen it. Like we just got Richard Jewell, and that was out. Like actually, no, we had that because we had the we had the vote with the. Uh, the academy so that we had that since january um yeah i don't know I don't, the gentleman we may not get the gentleman though until december because uh, that's the point when people start voting so we may not get it for a while but okay. we'll talk about it in December. I, I saw that it was um guy ritchie so i am intrigued i do i like guy ritchie's movies usually so yeah maybe i'll uh maybe i'll watch the gentleman it, it it'll be interesting to talk about if you if you do get a chance to watch it because it was different it was different the way that I didn't, I didn't love it but it was a good storyline and I like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, no, I like. Hey, I'm like the biggest Hugh Grant fan. I'm I'm all in for that movie. I, it's just I I haven't gotten it yet, so I would have to pay for it. And I don't know, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone else. Is, oh, by the way, someone else is about to. <laughs> They're about to auto pick in this basketball. <laughs> Everyone's auto picking in this. This is the fourth auto pick this round alone. Like the clock literally just times out for every single person. Mm, I haven't autoed yet, so. Oh, you haven't? Oh, wow. You're gonna get up with the program, man. I've I've auto picked like three quarters of my team. Uh. <laughs> I've only picked two players, and we're in like the twelfth round. Uh, okay. All right, Donkey. Good talking to you, man. All right, great. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Patreons, thanks again. And we will catch you next week. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.